Hi, this is Steve Erspringer. You're listening to Worshiping God God's Way. This is episode 19, and we're looking at the book of Jonah. All of us know the story of Jonah. He's the one that gets swallowed by the whale. Jonah's in a situation on this ship, and he is encountering some real bad weather and some real angry sailors. In Jonah 1.9, Jonah answers the sailors. He says, I am a Hebrew, and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the land. In Jonah chapter 2, verse 8, Jonah says, Those who worship false gods turn their backs on all of God's mercies. I picked these verses because both of them use the word worship in the translation that I was using. But the words really matter. So to understand the scripture, the definition that's being used in these scriptures, it's absolutely imperative that we figure out what that is. When you look at the word worship in Jonah 1.9, the word that's used is yar. It means fear. So in Jonah 1.9, he was saying to the sailors, I'm a Hebrew and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven who made the sea and the land. Now in Jonah 2.8, the word is shamar. He said those who shamar or keep guard over their small deities and their idols they're actually turning their back on all of God's mercies. So you see in both of these verses, the word worship is translated in a way that makes you think he's bowing down. For instance, I bow down to the Lord. Or he he says, if you bow down to false gods, you're turning your back on his mercies. But the biblical translations that many of you carry often transpose these words as worship in both verses. However, the use of this word worship that we've already seen in scripture is really shaha. And shaha is a poor choice in these two verses. It really would be a misrepresentation of the meaning of the scriptures itself. For instance, if I were to say, so in verse 1-9, I am a Hebrew and I shaha the Lord. Well, that means I would be replacing the word yar with shaha, but that's not the case. That word wouldn't fit there. It's the same thing in Jonah 2.8. If I were to say, if you shaha false gods, that sounds pretty good, turn their backs on all of God's mercies, but really the word they use is, they should be using, is shamar. If you keep guard, if you protect them, then you will be turning your back on God's mercies. If you read Jonah 1.9, the word bow down really doesn't fit the context of that verse. Just like 2.8, the word worship would not fit in chapter 2, verse 8. The word fear is a far better choice than bowing down. But why is that? What's the reasoning behind that? Well, first of all, the sailors were in distress. The boat was in danger of being lost to the storm's force. The people on board believed that destruction came from God and that there was a reason behind the looming disaster. They cast lots and the lots pointed to Jonah. Jonah was the object of the calamity. That's what the word should represent. It's the fear portion of this scripture. It's not bowing down and worshiping. They were fearful of what the situation was. But knowing this, Jonah confessed his faith in hopes of saving himself. He says, wait a second, I'm Hebrew. And I fear this God. I fear God like you're fearing him now. In doing this, he admits that he too fears God. You know, the word that fits seamlessly in this verse 
It's not bowing down. It's fearing. It's having a sense of fear in your spirit. Yar is much better choice than shaha, bowing down in worship. And people that read this, they might think it doesn't matter, but it really does, especially if you're talking about worship. You know, I think it's important, though, that words make a difference. That when you're talking about worship, if you're a worship leader or a worship teacher or someone who's doing a seminar somewhere, you need to know the difference in these words and you need to, know, you need to understand how to explain them. Knowing what the word is and where it fits, how to use it, it's sometimes a creative thing. It's like a gift that people have for being creative, but it's also a discipline. Second Timothy 2.15 tells us to handle the words found in scripture correctly. Study them, know what the words mean as best as you can. I know there's a lot, takes a lot of time to do it, but you can't just make up stories. No, don't make up things or base your belief or the words that you're explaining on old ideas and old stories that you, you're not really sure of. The word worship has a definite root meaning. When you learn about what it is, it will lead you to true intimate times of clearly understood worship. When was the last time you invested yourself in that word? You've heard it a lot, people use it every day. But when was the last time you actually looked at it and discovered what it was? People have to know that there is a way. God has a way for us, like Jesus is the way for us. Worshiping God God's way, that's the way. And it comes to us in his words, how the, what they mean and where you find them in scripture. So let's do that. Let's worship God God's way. Worship.